0: Shoot, pull back, step back, three, bottom! The handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, no. oh he's found! And one! He's still loose, don't need a heat. Oh my god! Southern Utah. <laughs> Southern Utah's gonna do something you've never done. Before. Go to the NCAA tournament. What's up everybody? It is. Well, today is Tuesday. Goodness gracious. The, the the holiday weekend kind of threw me off. Some rainstorms, so forth. We took a week off. Uh, but we are back. This week we are previewing ACU women's basketball as well as Tarleton men's basketball. And today we got a special guest on our podcast to preview the lady. I don't want to say lady Wildcats. We're just going to say Wildcats. But J- head coach Julie Goodenough might be able to set me straight if we just refer to you guys as the Wildcats. Is that right?
1: Yes, we are Wildcats. Please don't say Lady Wildcats. Wildcats,
0: yes. <laughs> hey, uh, how has the summer been? Has it been enjoyable for you?
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, we always bring our our players in right after Memorial Day, and they spend about six weeks with us on campus. And you know, I always tell them in our very first team meeting, this time's going to go by really fast. And you know, they barely get here, and then we send them home about the time we go out recruiting. But Um, It's been really good. Uh, Recruiting was great in July and August is uh, really the time that I always feel like we get to sort of catch our breath a little bit, you know, change to the next chapter. Like, okay, recruiting, we'll set that aside a little bit and we'll start thinking about the school year and, you know, what we want to accomplish in preseason. But, yeah, it was uh, it was a great summer.
0: When do you guys officially get going? Like, are you already going now? I I think school's back in session, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. So we, we started on the 28th, which around here was, we were one of the last schools to, to get started, but we, uh, we started working out on the first day of school. We have eight hours a week to work out right now. Uh, We have a brand new strength coach who came in this summer and did a phenomenal job and we're giving him four of our eight hours for strength and conditioning um, and so then we have four hours of basketball and we generally take that in one hour segment. So we've got four days of workout for an hour a day. And, um, you know, that's, it's kind of what we're doing right now, as well as community service, official visits, things like that.
0: How important is that? I, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie forever strong about the Highland rugby team here in Utah, um, where they they have to do a lot of service projects and stuff like that. That's part of their, you know, how important is that for you as a coach and to, for your players as well to maybe show them that life isn't necessarily all about basketball, that there's a lot more to it.
1: You know, we talk a lot about um, growing Christian leaders at Abilene Christian University and and we're pretty serious about that. We want to help our players develop into the most well-rounded human beings they can possibly be. And we feel like a big part of that is being a servant leader and just learning how to like plug yourself into a community. Um, Abilene is an awesome community. And, you know, we have, I mean, every restaurant you would want, probably uh, we've got entertainment we've got things to do here but we're not like this mega metropolis or anything which to me is good because our players can really plug into the community in a lot of different ways they can actually get to know people in abilene um You know, they can meet new fans everywhere they go in town. Uh, But we want to get out and serve our community and we want our players to understand that that's what you do when you're a grown up. Like you invest in the community where you plant your roots and where you're you're raising your family, Um, you know. And so we want them to to just sort of make that a habit and and probably like all the you know, every city in America, there's things that need to be done. There are groups that need volunteers, that need help. And so it's not hard to find ways to get your team involved in the community, but we do really love that component.
0: I want to, I want to ask you, you tweeted out the other night after, during that, I believe it was the, uh, the Nebraska volleyball match where they had it at Memorial stadium in Lincoln. 90,000 plus fans, you tweeted something out, you know, can't watch this without the chills, just fabulous. And you saw the kind of the fan interactions and the following and the viewership of the women's basketball final four with Caitlin Clark and Iowa and all that went on there, you know, Angel Reese at LSU and so forth. How big is that to see the, the attention that women's sports are getting like it, it, 90,000 plus people at a volleyball match, like that, that's, I don't know. It, it feels like women's sports are, are getting bigger and getting more, get, catching on a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, one of the most exciting final fours we've had in a long time, I thought, and, and I'm a little biased because it was right here in Dallas, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got players like Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and they'll be back again this year. Uh, you know, so we follow them. But um, I think, you know, anytime uh, there are star players like that, and they're willing to be active on social media, they're willing to do any interview, sign autographs, things like that. I think it's good for all of us. There's like this trickle down effect. Uh, we had a ton of conversations last year with our fans, with the donors about like, did you see what Kim Mulkey wore in the game last night? And, you know, like, I, I love all the exposure. I mean, you know, I, I don't care if, it's LSU and Iowa on TV all the time. Like it just gets people talking about women's sports. And uh, I don't know who came up with the idea to have that volleyball game at their football stadium, but genius, like that was phenomenal. And I think Iowa women, they're getting ready to do that um, in October as well, have a game in their football stadium. And so I think that's awesome. I mean, pack 90,000 people in to watch a women's event. Uh, I don't care what the event is like, that's phenomenal for all of us. And, you know, and I think that the, you know, the women's teams, they they need fans to come out and watch. Uh, and obviously, you know, I think basketball is a pretty special sport. And I think that we all represent ourselves really well. Uh, the the D1, down to D2, D3. I mean, there are great coaches, great players in every level. And it's pretty special when they get that kind of exposure.
0: I want to I want to ask you. Daryl wanted me to ask this because he's not on today. He has to work, but elephant in the room. Is there any idea when the schedule be out? Is there any like teasers you can throw out with your schedule?
1: Uh, um,
0: we asked that of every coach. So I'm yeah, up yeah. here. <laughs>
1: um, our schedule should be out pretty soon. We just wanted to make sure we had all the times and we do actually have one game that just this weekend, I got a text about can we move it from this date to this date and you know, I just hate to put it out there, and like, so, especially some of our diehard fans, print that sucker off and slap it on their fridge, and then it not be correct. And so, um, we're just waiting till we feel like everything's, you know, pretty settled. But uh, I, I think it's the most difficult schedule we've had since I've been at Abilene Christian. Um, I mean, just the WAC playing everybody twice is super challenging. We've got 20 WAC games, plus the two challenge games with Conference USA. Uh, we are hosting Louisiana Tech. We're excited for them to, to come into Moody. And then we're going to Western Kentucky. I mean, both really, really uh, well-coached teams. Uh, So we've got those 22 games that were just given to us. Um, And then we're excited. We're hosting rice this year. It's just a return game from last year. We've not ever had rice come to Abilene. And so um, we hope that, you know, we'll have a huge crowd for that game. Rice had such an incredible season last year and we had a, had a really good game with them back in November, one of our earlier games. And so we're excited about that one. Um, Our big trip this year, we're actually playing in a Thanksgiving tournament at the Naval Academy and I think that'll be a, an awesome experience for our players to go to the East coast and just experience something like that. So we're excited about that and hope that, and I think that we'll have a lot of our players, families that will travel out there with us. So that'll be a fun, fun trip
0: for us. Nice. That's a, sounds like a good trip to what, Annapolis, right? That's where the yes. middle of like yes. yeah. So that sounds like a great trip over the Thanksgiving week. Um, I want to ask you your thoughts on playing a couple of whack games kind of in the middle of that non-conference stretch. Do you like it? Is it one of those where it's like my team may be a little different than it is in December, January, you know, type of thing? Or just is it just one of those things where they had to fit it in because you got 20 conference games this year?
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't mind playing conference games before Christmas. I think it's all relative. I mean, we're playing UTA and SFA and they have the same amount of time to prepare that we do. I mean, no one's at an advantage, disadvantage. And so I don't mind at all. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a good measuring tool for our team. Like, you know, really, where are we in November and December? You know, how do we match up with whack opponents? We can speculate, but we're actually going to see, uh, you know, where where we are playing against two uh, perennial powerhouse programs. So I, I don't mind it at all. I think it's all It's even playing field.
0: So let me ask you. I want to talk about Maddie Miller for a minute. Um, I was there.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I was there on January 21st. I think it was right after she had eclipsed the 1,000 point mark. Um, You brought out the ball to her pregame, and there was this massive hug. We talked about her, you know, in the final game uh, at the WAC tournament when you guys uh, played there. Just. It's very, I don't want to say it's rare, but it doesn't happen a lot where a player stays their entire career at one place, uh, especially with the transfer portal, but what is it? uh, First off, what is it about Abilene Christian that keeps players there? Because Brett has the same thing where he's got guys that have been there for it feels like 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just what is it about Abilene Christian? And we'll get to Maddie in just a second because she was there, but What is it about Abilene Christian that keeps these student-athletes their, uh, basically their entire collegiate careers?
1: Yeah, you're going to kind of make my glasses start fogging up in a minute if we really get into Maddie Miller. Um, Abilene Christian is, it's a family university. Um, You know, we are first-class, nationally recognized academic institution Um, But just the family atmosphere is what keeps people here. And then once they graduate from here, they understand how invaluable their degree from Abilene Christian University really is. Um, But there's, it's family. It's from Dr. Schubert, our president, um, on down. Our players are not only loved by folks in the athletic department, but by everyone across campus. I I just sat down with Claire Graham, uh, one of our rising sophomores today. And she was like, coach, like last week, I went and talked to this professor. This is the first time I've ever been in their class. And they sat and talked to me for 30 minutes about something I had a question about. I mean, it's just a, it's a family atmosphere. Um, I would say the majority of our fans are people that are uh, employees at ACU, they attend ACU, or they are ACU alums. Like it's a pretty tight knit community for sure. And so I think just you know, they, they understand they're probably never going to be loved anywhere as much as they are at ACU besides in their mom and dad's house.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. You know, similar sentiments from when I t- asked Brett Tanner that same question. Yeah. So I like it. Um, I don't want to get you too misty eyed here, but, <laughs> you know, what sh- what Maddie Miller meant to you as a player and as a person?
1: it's not lost on me that it's rare for players to play in the same place for five years and maddie was the first player we had to do that and she'll she'll be you know more than likely the only player to do that we don't have any more players in our program that are eligible for the COVID season and so to have maddie say you know i love this place the people love me and there's no other place i want to spend my fifth year was pretty special and i think that know she'll look back and and forever be glad that she made that decision to stay here her fifth year was a super special year for her and um you know she really helped us uh you know once again kind of try to navigate the whack figure it out a little bit but uh maddie really embodied being a wildcat and she probably more than almost any player i've coached here was just so involved on our campus she worked for ACU TV, which we have our own TV station here. She did ESPN broadcast for volleyball. She worked behind the scenes at our football games or she would be a sideline reporter. I mean, she got super involved at ACU and so this really was like home for Maddie Miller.
0: Question is, are you going to when is she coming back as maybe a grad assistant or an assistant coach? Uh, I figure, you know, she's been there for 5 years, maybe she'll be there for another 5 to 10 years.
1: Yes, well, I cannot predict the future, um, but we we actually have a grad assistant this year. It's the first time we've had one since I've been here, um, and I did not invite Maddie to be our grad assistant because I need Maddie to go learn from some other head coaches and then come back in a few years with a little more knowledge, Is all she really knows right now is Coach Goodenough and AC Wildcat basketball. So she's actually a grad assistant at SMU this year. And they have a phenomenal coaching staff. So I'm excited to see what all she learns there. And she actually texted me uh, one day last week, and she was asking about a three point drill that we do. And she was like, Hey, what, how do how did we do this? I said, Hey, I will share any drill with you, but I want to drill return. So if I share this drill with you, I need a new drill. And so we've got that, that relationship going.
0: Ah, the trade, the the trade (laughs) secrets. I love it. I think that's awesome. And I, I love that mentality of you know, wanting to learn from another coach or another staff. I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is to like open doors and to learn new things from different people. Right. I'm I mean, sure. it, yeah, it, it makes people better in their professions.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, I- Uh, maybe someone does exactly what we do, but if I hear them use a different terminology or maybe they've tweaked a drill that's very similar to what we do, like all that information is very useful. Um, You know, I encourage our staff and all the assistants I've had before us, like, you know, get online, like look up new drills, look up new set plays, uh, go to coaching clinics, listen to podcasts. And it might not be like, revolutionary, but just a way that we can maybe tweak something that we're doing right now. I don't know if there's anything new out there, um, but we can learn a lot just having conversations with other coaches for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get to some of your roster this year. I think you guys refer to her as big country, if I remember right.
1: Oh, yeah. Big country.
0: <laughs> Addison Martin. She had a she had a really good year for you last year. Uh She had to sit out the 2021-22 year due to injury. Um, and then you know, last year she played, I, she still seemed like she was dealing with a, I believe it was a knee injury. Is that right? Like it wasn't fully 100%, but she was able to play.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that she was full speed um, the entire season, but uh, yeah, big country. She came here with that name and we are affectionately known Abilene sits in the middle of the big country. So uh, she brought that name with her from Shreveport But we, we like it. Uh, I mean, if you you want the kind of player um, that will work hard, that stands up for your culture, that's coachable. I mean, she kind of embodies all of that. I mean, everything you'd want in a player is Addison Martin. Um, and she's still kind of getting over as an injury, but uh, I think she'll be back in full force for us this year. And she had a phenomenal freshman year for us. And I kept I was really aggravated throughout the course of the year. She would have like back-to-back games that were so good and we would go one and one on the week and she wouldn't be the freshman of the week. And so I just kept telling her like, our team is doing you a disservice, but, and you know, she's one of those awesome, like team first wins player. She could care less about, you know, any recognition or whatever, but yeah, she was really a, a nucleus for our team last year as a freshman.
0: What are you kind of looking, I guess, you know, you want to see a player take a step up maybe in a certain area or not. What's this thing that you want to see Addison take a leap in this year?
1: know, yes, uh, This will be her third year in our program, only her second year to play D one basketball, but I need her to be a consistent leader day in and day out. And she's a good example with work ethic, um, you know, days that, she couldn't go through practice. She's on the sideline coaching her teammate up in her position. But, you know, I would really like to see her be like the one that everyone looks towards to to take the reins of this team. And, and that's kind of unusual, I think, for your five player to be that person. But I think she could be the, you know, the vocal captain, the leader by example. She can be the leader that calls all the shots during timeouts. And so, you know, I'm, I'm putting that on her. And and I think she's the perfect one for that. She's earned the respect of everyone on our team. And so, you know, we'd like for her to be a consistent leader for us as a junior academically, but just a sophomore on our team.
0: You get Aspen Thornton back, your point guard floor general, I guess you could say. Yeah. What are you kind of expecting from her this year? Uh, maybe in terms of that leadership, you kind of mentioned about Addison as well.
1: So uh, the, the hardest position on the floor is point guard and, Uh, Aspen transferred in here after playing a year at another university. And so, you know, there was a lot of like reprogramming there because we ran different a different offensive philosophy, so it it took her a while, I think, to totally embrace what we needed for her to do as the quarterback out on the court. Uh, but she had a phenomenal season for us. I mean, just really fun to coach. She's a she's a gamer. She's a competitor. Sometimes doesn't appreciate breakdown ball handling drills, but she loves five on five. Like she she loves to get after it. She loves basketball. But we do expect her to be more of a leader for us, and um, maybe not so much of a vocal leader, but just bringing her a game every day, bringing like a game speed effort every single day. And, um, you know, I think that's a great way for the younger players and new players just to kind of watch her and and watch her work ethic and learn from that.
0: Is there somebody that stood out to you so far, whether it's a newcomer, returner, um, so far throughout the summer and and as you've gotten started in the fall here, that maybe it's a little surprised where they're at uh, in terms of readiness, preparedness, maybe development as well that that you didn't see coming right away?
1: Yeah, uh, gosh, I'm going to leave some people out, but the first two that come to mind as you're saying that, uh, Gracie Wernley, one of our freshmen from Bixby, Oklahoma, and Peyton Hole, another freshman from Peaster, Texas, uh, they had a great summer. Um, They play super hard, you know, and and I feel like I I, I can relate to players like that a little bit better than ones that just come in. They have a high motor and they're working hard every day. Um, But they were both very coachable this summer and um, competed hard, uh, really listened to corrections and tried to make those corrections. But they they really stood out to me this summer. And the other one I want to mention is a junior college transfer from Trinidad, Colorado. Um, Her name is Elaine Perez. She's from Spain and you know, it's just amazing to me that, you know, some of these international players can come over and not know the language very well. They can excel in the classroom, they excel on the floor and they're, they're hearing all this English and they're having to translate it to get the meaning behind it. And so I would say Eli had a great summer for us and uh, men's and women's basketball, football, and some Texas Rangers were in the same class this summer. And Eli had the highest grade of anybody in the class. And so, you know, to me, that is just uh, super awesome. I mean, it's just significant that yeah. you could come in and do that. And so she's been really impressive as well.
0: Nice, nice. Now, you talked about the, the COVID year stuff being gone now. How does that maybe change thoughts on recruiting? Yeah, you, you, you talked about a couple of freshmen that have had great summers. Between the transfer portal, a lot of people are kind of discounting those freshmen. Is it going to change – to go back to maybe looking at high school kids a little bit more now that that COVID year is gone. And even though the transfer portal is still there, obviously.
1: I'm obviously old school. And so uh, we, we go hard after those uh, incoming freshmen. I mean, we, we go really hard. We want to, you know, build a foundation with those younger players every year. And so we're going to try to recruit the best incoming freshmen that we possibly can. And then if we need to fill some holes in the spring, we know the transfer portal is there, but we are not relying on the transfer portal for sure. And even with our team right now, we got one grad transfer out, someone that we knew before they went to another school and they graduated. Now we've got them back in Texas. And then we got two junior college players. So we actually only took one player out of the portal, Um, but we're not relying on the portal. Um, And I do think, you know, as we see the, the players that get that extra COVID year as they all kind of matriculate out. You know, I, I think maybe it'll settle a little bit and we might see more rising freshmen, you know, uh, signed. Um, we really have not changed our recruiting philosophy. We know in the back of our minds, we can always go that direction. But um, like right now, we feel like, we've got some really good 2024s that we're getting ready to sign in November. Really excited about them, excited about the 2025s that we've been recruiting. And so, um, we do want to, you know, continue having a firm foundation of those, those rising freshmen. So.
0: Absolutely. I, I have to ask before I let you go here, Erica Lambert takes the job at North Florida. She was your, I believe she was associate head coach yes. if I remember right. Yes. Last year. Um, Big Country Addison said that uh, she was the best dressed on the staff. I don't know if you saw that video clip. Uh, I kind of put her on the spot by asking her that. But, <laughs> it, you, you know, Brett Tanner has to play Joel Golding this year, which I know they don't want to play each other uh, because of that waxy USA game. Will there be a chance that you, ACU, and North Florida get a game on the schedule sometime in the near future?
1: Um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, what would be really fun is for her to host a tournament and then we could come out and play in a tournament or a classic, that'd be a fun trip for us to go to North Florida. And obviously her kids would love coming to Abilene after going to school in Jacksonville, Florida, they would probably love coming out here for a tournament. So that might be fun in the future to do something like that. Um, but yeah, I, am really proud for her. That's a great job, a great conference, um, I'm excited to, to just follow, you know, their program under her leadership and she was primed and ready to be a head coach. And I'm just very excited for her and for her family. And, you know, just to see how she leads that program, I sh- I'm sure that she will do a, a tremendous job. So it'll be fun to watch.
0: All right. One last question. Sorry. I ask every coach this, this year, Uh snack of choice when you have to stop at a convenience store or, you know, you want to get a candy or so- something of that nature.
1: Um, probably a uh, Reese's peanut butter cup. That would be my go-to or, uh, the chili flavored pistachios that has become kind of a favorite of mine as well. Chili
0: flavored Pistachios. huh? Yes.
1: Yeah. They're pretty delicious.
0: I wonder if that's a Texas thing or maybe we might I'll have to see if we have those in Utah. That sounds Check it out. good.
1: Yeah. They're very good. You might need some water, but they're really good.
0: <laughs> chili flavored pistachios Reese Reese's peanut butter cups. ACU women's basketball head coach, Julie, good enough. I always appreciate the time and stay cool indoors, Moody Coliseum, inside that office. You don't even have to leave it with that view you got.
1: No, I mean, I feel like I'm on the the back porch or something on the front porch. I can see everything out here. So it's awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for taking the time and enjoy the rest of the fall and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Sounds good. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Whack Hoops news and information.